to the U.S. Fire Journal Podcast. We offer views and opinions on the fire service around the world with no topic too tough to handle. Visit us at usfirejournal.com for all your fire service information. Now, here's your host, Jay. Good morning. Welcome in. I am Jay. Today is Thursday, September 9th, the year 2021. Lots to talk about. Um, a ton to talk about tomorrow. want to kind of set that up, get some housekeeping out of the way. The podcast tomorrow uh, is going to dive into some issues that are taking place, um, hiring issues, um, maybe even uh you know, well, certainly ethical problems with certain hiring practices and people being promised a job before ever getting an interview. You know, other people get upset about that stuff and they stay quiet. Um, but then when things continue to happen, they want to speak up and, hey, it's, uh, you get people in a deposition, people start, typically start telling the truth fast. That's just the way that is. Uh, so we're going to talk about that with some shady hiring practices. And, and uh, you know, around the country, there are fire departments that are just up against it. We're going to talk some more tomorrow about Houston, um, about Salisbury, North Carolina, and, and other places. And, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, because in several departments that, where I talk to people on a regular basis, uh, it, you know, the the... The way you treat your firefighters, um, it, it means a lot. You know, it does. And in some places, um, firefighters just get fed up. I mean, they are. They're fed up. And instead of running off at the mouth, they've learned, I think, to... Some of them have learned that, you know what? Document it and, uh, and uh, bring it to authorities, you know? If there are hiring issues that uh, that are uh, preposterous, then the only way to really settle it, you know, and it, it's true, the only way to really settle it with people who have poor leadership is to uh, bring in people who have an expertise in fixing these problems. And so we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Today, since it's the first podcast in a little while, I did want to talk about September 11, um, you know, the anniversary, uh, 20 years. It doesn't seem like it's been 20 years, but it has. And um, 343 firefighters died that day. And here I'm talking about firefighters. There was tolls in everyone. Uh, law enforcement, EMS died. You know, they, were, they died, uh, obviously civilians. But today, this is a podcast about firefighting and that's who we're going to talk about so 343 and so many people had a personal connection uh, because uh, some of these firefighters uh, weren't just known in the borough or in the department but were known nation and in fact even worldwide and so I want to talk about a personal connection as well and a lot of people have them um you don't need that personal connection. The personal connection starts with, with the gear, right? It's people who are wearing the gear and people who are going into uh, just a catastrophic situation knowing full well 
that this was not uh, in any way, shape, or form normal. You have two 110-story buildings uh, had been struck by large uh, jet aircraft um, in a cowardly, uh, you know, an attack on the United States. Um, and uh, still showing up, going in, and uh, saving thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Um, thank goodness um, that we have people who are willing to do that. You know, and and there are there are people out there who obviously they would have stopped, turned around, walked away. Um, they would have had a meeting, you know, 24 blocks away to discuss the situation. Um, thankfully, uh, there are people who understood that that their job was to protect the people that they were uh, tasked with protecting. It's unfortunate that anybody died. Um, sometimes you'll hear people, and I've heard it over the last 20 years, say, you know, I wish I'd have been there. I wish I'd have been there. No one who lost a loved one or a friend um, would agree with you. You know, it was a job that had to be done. Firefighters did it. But you get some people who have a sort of a, I call it a fetish, a fetish for, for line of duty deaths. These people, to me, are disgusting, in part because, um, you know, they themselves want to be in that position, not knowing the toll on on families and friends and communities and cities and states and, and the nation. And, you know, I don't want to get into that too much, but I, I did want to say that there are people who they have a fetish for this sort of thing. Then you have other people who are making money and have made money on 9-11 uh, over the past 20 years. They've made a lot of money. And that's unfortunate. Um, make no mistake, money money matters when you're training and all these sorts of things. you got to have money to do those things. But um, the people who have who've made money on the deaths of others, um, yeah, uh, that's disgusting. But I, I want to talk more about the people. Um, there are people that, that died that day, like Ray Downey, uh, who was uh, the rescue operations chief. Um, brilliant, just a good guy. Um, a, uh, a fire service guru. When it, when it came to rescue, if it was worth knowing, he knew it. You can't. Re you don't replace that experience. You don't. You don't replace that person. Uh, FDNY had to rebuild. That's what they did. But again, you don't replace that. Um, you know that. That's something that. Yeah, that's a loss. And uh, again, you just have to move on. And that's what they had to do. And it's tough to say that. It's tough to admit it in many cases. We as human beings, we we think that. When something happens, especially when you have the deaths of so many good people that, you know, well, the world has to pause for a long time, but it, it, it doesn't. It, I mean, the world doesn't pause. The world keeps, keeps spinning. And uh, so you have to do that. Luckily for the FDNY, um, a lot of departments wouldn't have been able to, uh, to not replace it, but to go on from there. They did. They had more experience. They had other experienced people. Uh, 
you know, as far as a personal connection goes, whether it was Patty Brown or the 15, 20, 25 people that, that I knew who I, I either knew from going up and riding with them, uh, riding with the department, which I would do quite a bit. Um, and I have done it since 9-11, too. Uh, it's kind of not the same, but, uh, you know, a lot of good people. And a lot of people who uh, who were, were funny, uh, rude. Uh, it's it's a fire station after all, fire stations. Um, you know, but for me, uh, probably uh, one of the biggest impacts was uh, Andy Fredericks. And, and Andy was FDMI firefighter. Um, Andy was uh, a good person um, and just legitimately uh, on his way to being, you know, one of those fire service gurus. Um, everything he wrote, uh, when he talked, um, you believed it. And you believed it because he's that kind of person or was that kind of person. He helped me a lot. Um, I'd been writing uh, for publication, but he, uh, he certainly helped me out a lot um, in ways that you don't really realize until someone's gone. And that's one of the unfortunate parts of, of losing people because it happened like that. I mean, you know, one morning you, you're up and you're looking around and, you know, five minutes later you find out that that a city's been attacked. Um, you know, hour later you realize that a bunch of firefighters have died. And uh, then as time goes on, you, you get the names and, and uh, it's staggering. It's staggering for a lot of people. One of the things I want to do to tie all this together, instead of it just being uh, personal memories, is uh, that, you know, the price of excellence was on display there. Um, the attacks and the deaths of so many firefighters then and that have still been going on, um, there are lessons there. There are. And the, one of the biggest lessons for me is this. Think about the job. Think about sacrifice. Because it might not be you who has to sacrifice in these, you know, in, in incidents that are, are large like this and that everybody knows about. But you have to think about sacrifice. Don't think too long on it, certainly. But... It is something that is asked, you know, and it, whether you're in the military, firefighting, whatever the case, um, these sacrifices, uh, they come around. And the people who will say, and I've heard them trust me, and the people disgust me when, when they talk about it that way, but they'll say, nope, not me, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sacrifice my life for someone else. Well, you know, you've already sacrificed your character by, by stating that. Um, I don't know of anyone who willingly wants to go and die who isn't insane, who willingly wants to go and die for somebody else. And, and that's not really what you want to hear. But it is a job with consequences. It is. And it's not a paper cut. The consequences are you could lose your life. And it doesn't mean that you take that and run with it, that you become, oh, I can't wait to die. No, no, no. What it does mean is that you understand that it could happen. And 
the people who willingly uh, go into bad situations, you, you think that the fire service is full of them, and, and frankly, the, the fire service is, but there are people out there who just want a paycheck and, uh, or just want to hang out. You know, they, they just want to wear a uniform or wear a hat, and that's fine. If that's what you do, that's fine. But you do have to think about the sacrifice. And if you're not willing, then don't be around people who are. Because if you're not willing to put someone's, someone else's life ahead of yours, then you're bringing down everyone around you. And again, this is something that you don't sit around and talk about. But it's a fact of life. You know, I, I hear it. I've, I've heard it over the last few days, you know, well, I think these guys died for nothing. No. No firefighter dies for nothing. You know, we have the benefit of looking back at things, but people who perish in the line of duty, they didn't do it for nothing. They did it because they were called to a scene. They got on a rig or they got in a car, they showed up and they went to work. The grand picture, all this, uh, philo- uh, you know, the, the grand philosophies of, uh, it doesn't matter at that moment. These people were doing something that they were called to do. I mean, called to the scene. And their job was to try and fix it. And yes, people lose their lives. But never say that somebody died for nothing. That reveals uh, an insepid ignorance on the part of people, and I've heard it over the last two or three days, and, you know, it used to be I'd get upset and argue with people. Now I just choose not to be around those people or, or just not to listen to anything they say uh, because, let's be honest, it's ignorance. So people didn't die for nothing. They died for something. We might not have the, the or we might have the greater, larger picture, and we may use our own Uh, our own way of dealing with things. But no, these people did die for something. Um, It's the job they chose. No one was drafted. And, uh, uh, you know, if we could go back and have no one die, that would be great. It would. And, uh, you know, jump right in it. You know, so much potential was lost that day, so many lives. Um, At the same time, it's a sacrifice, and that's part of what the job is. And that's not a romantic view of sacrifice. But it is the view that, you know what? These people had something they were going to do. And they went and did it. And sacrifice. That's what I think about when I think about 20 years ago, September 11. Sacrifice. And... uh so keep it in mind when you are, uh, whatever you're doing on September 11. Some people will be doing a stair climb. Um, some people will be walking. Some people will, I mean, there's all kinds of things that people do to remember line of duty deaths. And also, here's something else I want to point out. Now, lots of jokes are being made about September 11. Uh, younger people especially. Some older people as well. Um that there are lots of jokes going around about it. I don't find it to be a joking subject, but I do want to caution people um, to 
you know, don't put your don't put your hands on somebody just because they make a joke. Um, it's not worth it. Also, I think that part of the process um, and and why we need to to remember people, and this is important. One of the reasons that we need to remember the people that day, one of the reasons we need to remember the sacrifice, is so that future generations will be taught in the appropriate way what sacrifice really is. But never expect 50% of the people to have the respect that you have for the people who died that day. It's not going to happen. So when you hear people making ignorant comments, when you see memes uh, online, or you look at social media and there's all kinds of jokes going on, Understand it for what it is. It's ignorance. And that ignorance is not going to go away just because you're upset or because you swing on somebody. It, it's not going anywhere. Um, you know, the, the deal is, is that when you see that, just let it redouble your efforts to make sure that people have the... Uh, have the right way to remember people who sacrifice, you know, whether it was Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, nine uh, eleven, any of the the events that go on like, but it's not just the big events. It's events in your family. It's people you knew. It's you know, sacrifice again. Um, so yeah, people do make make fun and make jokes. They're coming from it. They're coming to it from ignorance. And uh, so let that also be a lesson. I want to switch gears real quick uh, before ending the podcast and uh, talk a little bit about, I had some questions on, on split staffing and short staffing. For example, Minneapolis, um, they're running around uh, going to cause with three people. And I can hear some people going, wow, what's wrong with that? I mean, I don't even think we need three. We probably only need two. Two's ignorant. Um, three, yeah, uh, let, let's understand again what minimum staffing is. It's the minimum. It's low level. That's what it is. It's the lowest level, and that's four right now. Right now, NFPA, it, it's four, and that's minimum staffing. And so whether you're in Minneapolis or, or someplace that, that likes to use split staffing, splitting people between vehicles and and you go, well, what's so bad about that? Well, if that vehicle goes one way and the engine or ladder or rescue has to go the other, um, guess what you have? Yeah, you're short-staffed. And if anything happens, and this is what I tell firefighters all the time, document it. And then you have to go after the people who made the decision to, to split staff. And there's always an excuse. We, we know that. There's always an excuse. It's when, when leaders remember one time in one city um, that, I was, that I helped with, they were browning out companies left and right. And uh, so a um, bunch of us got together, and we spotlighted that. Um, leadership was changed. It was. No more brownouts. Um, you know, the same goes for split staffing. When you get fed up with it, then something will get done. Um, you know, engines and ladders need to arrive 
and here's the thing too. People will say, how can we, how can we scam the system in order to get the appropriate number of people or the legal or whatever they want to call the standard number of people there? Here's the thing. If you've got people split up all over the place, you know, think about the type of leadership that is. It's the same type of leadership who doesn't want you to learn. They want you to pass, right? And we all know that. We see it. Um, and no matter where it's coming from, right? No matter where it's coming from, it's wrong. It is. And uh, that's where you find the test of lead. That's how you find where leaders are. And as I said, tomorrow we're going to get into this because I think, well, I'm positive that there are going to be some changes in some places where, you know, politicians just don't know how bad the leadership is or didn't know. And uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. It should be interesting. Until then... Whatever you do, stay safe.